Welcome back, my friends, once again to another episode of Red Pill News. I sincerely hope you're having a lovely day. I certainly am. You might notice I have quite a smile on my face, and that's not just because I normally like to smile. But in this instance, I have something very, very important and relevant to smile about. You might remember back in August, I attended an event that was put on by True the Vote, along with a whole host of other incredible announcements and patriots. It was put on by Greg and Catherine to give us some information about things that they had been looking into. Well, in the last 24 hours, the information that was relayed to us on that weekend has directly led to the arrest of someone who was involved in the theft of data of American citizens. Now, I'm going to tell you all about it, and I'm going to tell you about the mainstream media shills that have been trying to cover up for the crimes of those people and that company. And we're going to be talking about the latest interview by Tony Bobulinski on Tucker Carlson last night, because it all ties together. It all has to do with China. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, because we're going to be right back after this. All right, guys, thank you for sticking around. So let's begin with the tale of Connick, the election software company that recently has just made the news. Now, as I stated in the introduction, the pit event in Arizona put together by True the Vote, Catherine and Greg, gave us a bit of information about an investigation they had been doing into Connick. Now, in this postmortem that I published on August 15th, the weekend of the pit, I let you guys know the basics of that information. Now, in the interim, many other Anons and individuals in the alternative journalism and media sphere did a lot of reports and deep dives into the activities of Connick and the various areas all throughout the United States where they had been operating. Now, two days ago on October 3rd, the New York Times picked up on this story, and it may have been a bit of damage control, or perhaps the timing was not relevant at all. But a man named Stuart Thompson, an employee at the New York Times, put out this article about Eugene Yu, the CEO of Connick, and the company itself, entitled, How a Tiny Elections Company Became a Conspiracy Theory Target. And in typical failing New York Times style, the byline reads, election deniers catapulted a Michigan firm with just 21 U.S. employees to the center of unfounded voter fraud claims, exposing it to vicious threats. Now, of course, they want to denigrate and disparage anybody who might be looking into the crimes of this company. Certainly anyone uh, associated with True the Vote or anybody else out there in the alternative media landscape. Now, Stewart spins this narrative up that baseless claims have been made against Eugene Yu and Connick, which have led to vicious threats online. It's all unfounded, saying that this is threadbare evidence or none at all, suggesting that Connick had secret ties to the Chinese Communist Party or had given the Chinese government backdoor access to their servers. Well, as we know from the information presented at the pit, there was little to no security on these servers that were housed in China, uh, and any companies that operate in China have to give access to the Chinese government. That is true not only for Connick, but for any company that has infrastructure in China or is operating in China uh, or is a Chinese company, because the Chinese Communist Party is always going to have some type of ownership in that company. There's just no way around it. So when you have servers with little to no security housing the sensitive data of Americans, it is housed in China. It gives the Chinese government the opportunity to gain that backdoor 
access. And if you think that any server that's in China does not allow that, well, then just take a look at TikTok. Remember that argument about TikTok, that the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party had access to all that data of Americans? That's why President Trump wanted it kicked out of the app stores here in America, wanted it completely banned. Now, Stewart tries to cast this argument that Connick is in danger because people like True the Vote and myself are looking into the crimes of Connick and exposing them for what they've done. Now, if this was threadbare evidence or if there was no evidence at all, then you would expect that this would have led to a big nothing burger, that Eugene Yu and his company would not have been in any danger of legal action here in America. And since the FBI was the one looking into this before and they didn't want anything to do with it, that very well may have been the case. But yesterday, we received this press conference and this announcement coming from the Los Angeles County District Attorney, October 4th, 2022, one day after the article written in the New York Times, head of election worker management company arrested in connection with theft of personal data. So it looks like the evidence wasn't so threadbare. It looks like there was actually enough evidence to indict and arrest Eugene Yu because that's exactly what happened. Now, what really shocked me here uh, is, is not that uh, Eugene Yu ended up being arrested, but that the manner in which it happened went through the lens of L.A. District Attorney George Gascon, who has now gone through two recall attempts and has made a major name for himself all across America for not enforcing crimes happening there in L.A. County, uh, for letting people go and for basically being responsible for the wholesale destruction of the lives of the citizens of Los Angeles. Now it goes on to say L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon announced today that an executive with a Michigan-based company responsible for the software used in managing L.A. County election poll workers has been arrested as part of an investigation into the possible threat of personal identifying information of those workers. I want to thank my prosecutors and investigators for their commitment to eliminating cyber intrusions against government entities and local businesses. Data breaches are an ongoing threat to our digital way of life. When we entrust a company to hold on to our confidential data, they must be willing and able to protect our personal identifying information from theft. Otherwise, we are all victims. And that's exactly what happened to the people whose personal identifying information was held on those servers owned by Connick housed in China. Their personal data was at risk of being stolen and most likely was. Now, do we have evidence, us here out in the public, that that's exactly what happened? No. But the fact that the L.A. County District Attorney thought it good enough to indict and arrest Eugene Yu leads me to believe that they must have evidence showing that, in fact, the personal identifying information of those poll workers was, in fact, intruded upon. Now, this investigation is concerned solely with the personal identifying information of election workers. That's exactly what I said right after the pit. And so... It makes it really bad for Stewart when you consider the fact that he said that there was no evidence that this happened. The alleged conduct had no impact on the tabulation of votes and did not alter election results. But security in all aspects of any election is essential so that we have full faith in the integrity of the election process. Now, I would like to add a disclaimer there. We do not know that the personal identifying information and its theft led to any changes in the tabulation of votes, uh, and it did not alter the election results. We don't know that to be certain, because as I stated in that pit postmortem, the uh, identifying information, uh, the dossiers, if you will, 
on every single one of those election workers being housed in China and accessible by the Chinese government could potentially lead to situations where people could be blackmailed or they they could be led to make decisions that would, in fact, alter the results of an election. Because why else would the, the this company, Connick, need to know the names and ages of all the children? Why would they need to have the blueprints of the actual polling places? Why would they need to have the schematics showing the various access points that could allow for the easiest intrusion into those polling places, giving a direct line to those tabulation machines? It makes it pretty unbelievable that nothing happened, that we know for certain that nothing happened. I think it's more than likely that it probably did, allegedly. We'll have to see what happens, though, when Eugene Yu actually goes to trial. Now, what's really great about this is that although Eugene Yu was in Michigan and the charges are in Los Angeles, there was a bit of interdepartmental cooperation that took place because he was actually arrested by the Meridian Township Police Department. Also, hard drives and other digital evidence were seized by L.A. District Attorney investigators. Uh, They are seeking his extradition to Los Angeles. Uh, The poll chief software that Eugene Yu and his company developed was responsible for the management of all of those people's information and their personal data. Uh, What it did was it assisted in the uh, assignment of poll workers, where they had to go, communications, payroll. Uh, The personal identifying information was required to be safeguarded by Connick. They neglected to do that. And we're talking about multi-million dollar contracts here where Connick should have been responsible with that information. By all rights, they should not have kept it in China at all. The contract in Los Angeles is $2.9 million. It was for five years. And LA County was by no means the only place where Connick had their software in use. It was all over the country. So now that we've seen these charges in LA, it's very possible we might see investigations and charges for Eugene Yu and Connick in a number of other places throughout the country. Now, also, after the release of the initial information from the pit uh, and the variety of reporting that came out on their activities, Connick actually filed suit against True the Vote for defamation of character. Well, that's going to be a little bit tough to prove in court now that we actually have criminal charges uh, for the very actions that he was alleged to have committed uh, based upon that information at the pit. So I'm really interested to see what the endgame of George Gascon here is, because as I said, he's not famous for enforcing the laws, but this is a crime that affects many, many people. And it could be uh, an opportunity for George Gascon to pass the buck. Uh, Right now, the FBI was the one who dropped the ball here. They should have investigated, and instead of doing so, they attempted to turn the tables around on True the Vote and go after them for the theft of this personal identifying information. Uh, But we know that actually didn't happen. What is most hilarious to me is that 24 hours after that initial article, the same author, Stuart Thompson, was forced to write this article in the New York Times, election software executive arrested on suspicion of theft. The executive, Eugene Yu, and his firm, Connick, have been a focus of attention among election deniers, once again, trying to cast shade on the investigation that led to Eugene's arrest. Now, Connick has actually responded to this. They said that he is being uh, detained in an illegal manner. They don't believe that Eugene is actually guilty of anything. Uh, but I think that's going to be up to L.A. County and the trial that Eugene is inevitably going to be facing there. And as I said, again, hopefully he's going to be facing charges all over the country because this data breach that took place there uh, in regards to the uh, personal identifying information of L.A. residents, 
certainly happened all over the nation. Now, besides having to watch Stuart E. Crow in less than a day, one of the other most delicious aspects of this story is watching the New York Times get dunked on by some of my other favorite media outlets. That includes the Gateway Pundit, that includes the Washington Examiner, that includes the Daily Caller. Daily Caller saying right-wing conspiracy theory apparently turns out to be real in under 24 hours. And then the Washington Examiner saying when a conspiracy theory turns out to be not a theory. That's right. The speed with which conspiracy theory becomes objective fact has gotten much faster than I ever thought possible. Used to be years, then it became months, then it became days, and now it is less than a day. It's absolutely incredible to watch, and I just simply don't see how the New York Times is going to be able to recover from this. I mean, their readership is already lower than it's ever been. They are in the same position as CNN. They are now branded forever as fake news and failing. They do not do journalism. They do cover-up pieces for organizations like Connect that know they're about to get busted by the feds or busted by some other law enforcement organization. Time and time again, we have seen these places do cover stories for people that have done illegal things. They've done it for the Bidens, they've done it for the Clintons, and now they've done it for the Chinese yet again in the form of Connick. All right, and finally, before I let you go today, I want to bring up one more story because it implicates two of the major players from the last story. That would be the FBI and, of course, the Chinese Communist Party. Tony Bobulinski has come back on the scene, and he did a bang-up interview with Tucker Carlson last night, and he talked about some of these specific things having to do with the business dealings between himself, the Bidens, and the Chinese. Now, the business arrangements that they had were not directly with the Chinese Communist Party, but again, because it was with a Chinese company based in China, uh, it de facto has direct ties to the Chinese Communist Party, which means that the Biden crime family was directly in bed with the Chinese. The FBI wanted nothing to do with it. And it turns out that Tim Tebow was the agent in charge over Tony Bobulinski's case. After his initial interview with the FBI, Tebow was supposed to call him in and run point on the whole thing. But rather than investigate the crimes of the Bidens and their connections to the Chinese, he instead sat on the information. He covered it up. The FBI reached out to social media companies and told them to also cover up the information. And once again, the failing New York Times and the rest of the mainstream media did everything they could to play cover for the Bidens and the Chinese and make this story appear as if it was a conspiracy theory. But once again, they have proven that there are no conspiracy theories. There are only conspiracies and facts. And the facts of this case show that the Biden crime family were directly involved in business dealings with the Chinese company CEFC, which is directly connected to the Chinese Communist Party. They sat to profit massively from those business dealings, and it was a direct conflict of interest to their supposed allegiance to the United States of America. This happened not only while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States, but while he was running for president. And now it has continued on even after he was selected 
to sit on his throne in Washington, D.C., in his ivory tower, taking his dementia drugs so that he can go out on stage. Tony Bobolinsky's interview is a really good one. I highly suggest you watch it. If you, if you have about a half hour, I think that's all it took. I was able to find clips and put it all together on YouTube earlier today, uh, but I'm sure that they have the full thing online if you subscribe to Fox. But if you don't, I'm sure you can find it for free as well. Uh, but once again, we have conspiracies, we have crimes, and we have the facts of the situation. And once again, we have the FBI having full knowledge about those crimes and the facts of those crimes, choosing to do nothing about it, and then allowing the guilty to get away with whatever it is they've done. Thank God, in the instance of Connick, Los Angeles has stepped up. Now, the only question I have left is, who else here in America, what other law enforcement organization is going to step up and prosecute the crimes of the Bidens? All right, my friends, that's all I've got for you today. I want to thank everyone for joining me. As always, this has been Red Pill 78. My name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this was another edition of Red Pill News. Good luck, everyone, and God bless.